What it do, people? It's Hamilton Campbell here, the host of the Overachiever Podcast. Would like to welcome you guys all to the podcast. Please share with all your friends and your family. It means a lot to me. This first episode consists of a great conversation I have with one of my all-time favorite teammates, LJ McCoy. LJ played four years at Belmont Abbey College before transferring for his fifth year here with me at Lenore Ryan University. LJ is a 1,000-point scorer, a conference champion, and the most important thing, a great dude to be around. Let's hop into this conversation. All right, welcome to the conversation, guys, with my guy, LJ McCoy. LJ, starting it off, just go ahead and introduce yourself, anything you want to say. Um, go ahead, it's all to you. All right, uh, first off, I want to say I appreciate you having me. Um, this is awesome what you got going on here, man. You know, got your own podcast your freshman year. Um, this is this is this is what's up, bro. I'm LJ McCoy, Thomasville, North Carolina. Um, grad transfer from from Belmont Abbey College. I graduated from Belmont with an undergrad in sport management. Working on my MBA right now. Uh, since the season's over, trying to go overseas, see what we can do there. Um, yeah, that's all. That's all there is for me, though. But I appreciate you having me, bro. All right, I'm gonna keep going because he ain't. If somebody tell me to introduce myself, I'm going to do it. LJ, a 1,000-point scorer right, in yeah. high school. LJ, a 1,000-point scorer in college. Went to the conference tournament four years, three years in a row. I was trying to be humble, brother. <laughs> four years in a row or three years? Uh, four. Four years in a row. Won the conference championship one time, which is very hard to do in any conference you're in. That's true. Transferred to LR, scored a 1,000-point here. Had 28 on his old team, so he's, he's definitely getting buckets. But the first question I want to start off with, okay. I respect you. I think you're one of the hardest workers I've ever been around my entire life. Appreciate um, that. I've always seen you in the gym. I mean, today, I was thinking about it earlier. I said, I didn't shoot today. I'll be honest. I didn't shoot today. LJ shot up. You said, well, how many shots you made today? 400? Made 350. 350. So yeah. I'm like, dang, LJ got ahead of me today. It can't happen tomorrow, obviously. <laughs> we'll so I was see. thinking that. But I wanted to ask you, what motivates you to work so hard? Um, Honestly, growing up, uh, my dad, so in my household, there's only one income. My dad's the only person that brings in money. My mom's a stay-at-home mom. So I'd watch my dad wake up like two o'clock in the morning to go to his first job, do that from about three to seven. Then he'd come home, you know, eat breakfast and then go to his second job, eight to four. And I watched that my whole childhood, I watched him grind. He would come home from his second job from four, take me to practice right after that. And then after practice, come home, spend time with my mom. So just seeing his work ethic, there was no excuse. It's just in my blood, you know, like. I love playing basketball. He hated work, but he did it because somebody had to pay the bills. We had to put food on the table. And so so seeing that, there's just no excuse for me not to, to work hard in my game. A game I say I love is paying my college. Hopefully can pay my bills if I if I do it right. So just just seeing that, it's not – I don't really – I never really saw it as hard work until I got to college. I think in high school I just – I would watch Kobe documentaries, Michael Jordan documentaries, and they was always working. And so I was like, man, everybody's working. You know, I got to get up a thousand shots. I got to work on my game. So once I got to college, I realized, man, these cats are really lazy. Like a lot of them rely on their athleticism, God-given nice. talents. And I was like, man, like this, I'm not even working that hard. I feel like, and I'm still out working these dudes. So I feel like everybody has a talent. I think one of mine is, is working hard and, and not being afraid to work hard. So, Definitely my, my pops, seeing him growing up and his work ethic. My mom, too. Stay-at-home moms don't get enough credit. Um, she was taking care of the kids. Take we care have, of the whole house. Right, the whole house. Time. Her job never stops. You know, a regular job, you 9 to 5. Once you hit 5 o'clock, you're done. You clock out. You go home. Her job don't stop until she goes to sleep. So, and then we had foster kids on top of that when I was younger. People don't know that. So, she was, you know, running around all the time. 
So seeing both of them growing up, it just gave me a different perspective on work. You know, nothing comes in this world without work. Nothing comes free, as my dad used to always tell me. So that's what it is, man. That's why I have a lot of respect for you anytime. That's where I think I got my work ethic, too, from my parents. Right. I think it's a big time, big time thing. Obviously, another key thing you hit on was you get to college, some guys are really lazy. Mm-hmm. And I think um, advice to younger generations is work against you. If you worked out yesterday and you didn't go as hard as you can, be better. Or today, if you went as hard as you can, try to go harder than that tomorrow. Because if you get comfortable just working out, oh, I, I got my three workouts in today, but you was you was messing around in two of them, you only got better right, one right. time. So mm-hmm. I think that's a big big um, advantage is work as hard as you can all the time and beat yourself yesterday. Oh, I ain't worked that hard yesterday. Obviously, people need off days, but beat whatever right. you did yesterday. I think that's people don't take that into account enough. Amen to that. That's, good, that's great advice. So... I would characterize you as a, a winner, somebody that wins. I think wherever you've been, you've won games. Right. We didn't have a great season this year, but I think you were a key part in what we did and winning some big games. Mm-hmm. So I would say, what do you think makes someone a winner? Um, I say your mentality, honestly. I think that goes a lot into it. Even if you lose the game, per se, how did how do you go about it? Um, coach had one of the guys come, come talk to us, an inspirational speaker. He was talking about Kobe. He was saying, "Why, why aren't you afraid to fail?" Like, and Kobe was like, "Failure is not not real." He said, "Let's say you lose the game or you miss the game winning shot, you just learn from it, and you come back the next day, you get better." So even though he lost that game, he was still a winner because of his mentality. He was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna learn from it. I didn't lose. It's just an opportunity to get better." So I think winning is mentality first and foremost, and then. Once you change your mentality, then you'll start seeing the outcomes in games and the results will start going your way after a certain period of time but consistently changing your mindset. So I think it really comes down to your to your mentality. Like Damian Lillard in the NBA, I classify him as a winner. He hasn't won a championship yet, but his old mentality is just different. Mm-hmm. He's he he's bringing it every night, you know what I mean? Like he's yep. he's he's not going to back down from nobody. He's not trying to team up nobody. He's going he going to do what he do. He's going he going to grind, work on his game. And every day you're gonna get better. So I, I see him as a as a winner. So yeah, I think winning is more of a mentality than just you can't just look at results and say, Oh, this person won, so he must be a winner. Yeah. Sometimes you can have a losing mentality, but won the game, you just got lucky. It's, sometimes it happens that way. So I think it comes down to your mentality, to be honest with you. Perfect. That's great. I would agree with that answer. I think mentality and also um competitive edge. Competitive mm-hmm. edge makes you a winner yeah, like as well. That. But I would say what characteristics do you see in most people that are winners? Like if I'm a young kid and I ask you, hey, LJ, I'm trying to be a winner. I want people to see, like, oh, he's a leader. Right. What would you say to that young kid? I say one characteristic I see in winners probably just never giving up. Um, everybody's going to hit a wall. You might work in your game all summer, and then the season come along, and you don't think it translates as well. You're not scoring 20 points like you thought. I see the greats, though, They even though they don't, the results don't come quickly. They keep pressing, keep grinding. Right, sure. right. And then next thing you know, they got a breakout game. And everybody's like, dang, what happened? That's years of accumulated work. That's not just, you know, one summer, two summers. That's four, five, six summers in the lab. And they didn't see the, the progress right away. It took time. And so they kept pushing. They didn't they didn't uh, let that wall deter them. So I think that's what I would say. I'd say, you know, keeping that drive going. Never letting anybody um, tell you you can't do something, even even if you, even if it isn't coming right away. Like still pushing, still keep going. I think that's yep. one thing out of 
all the winners I've seen in my life. That's one characteristic I'd say. I gotta they agree each with have. that. I would say this might sound a little like obvious, but winners, if they lose, they lose sleep over losing. Mm, they right. don't. They you know, hate losing. They right. hate losing. You're not gonna lose a game. And uh, I played good. You know, I've, I, I'll be honest. I've said that myself before. Right. We lose the game. High school. I said it in college. I'll be honest. I said it in college. We won. We lost the game. Oh, I played good. Mm. But honestly, if you look at yourself in the mirror and say, "Oh," I'm a winner, but I'm I'm only worried about myself. Mm. Like that that's not a winner. So right. I think that's something I need to grow. Everybody has to grow on that. Everybody but, does for sure. But yeah. I would say winners like if you lose if you lose any time if you play in cornhole and you're a winner and you lose, like dang. Right, you upset. You yeah, hurt definitely. a little bit, yeah. right? If you play in tic tac toe. Right. If we race into the to the to the wall over there, I'm gonna try to beat you. Like, no, for real. You know, for, doing, for sure. That's that's a great answer. I think that's very um very positive. Mm. I think that's a great answer. All right, on the on the lighter side of things, I think we talked about some heavy things on the lighter side of things what's your favorite basketball memory and i'm gonna give mine too but what is your favorite basketball memory high school college little league um let me go like high school one and college yeah, perfect one. give me a give me a high school one give me a college high school one. one high school one i say my probably my senior year we were playing our rival our rival school and we're playing the game in, in uh you ever been to Hopwood University? Hopwood, yeah, for sure. We're playing in their gym. Great school. Yeah, right. Very nice school. Nice gym, yeah. yeah nice really gym. nice. Packed house, playing our rival. It's a it's a close game, you know. I'm I'm getting my little buckets. I mean, I, I'm probably got like twenty five, thirty, something like that. Comes down to the wire. We I think it's a tie game. We on defense. We played a two three zone in my high school and I was in the back end of the zone. And it's like five seconds left. They're throwing the ball around the perimeter, and the best player gets the ball. He was lefty, and I'm on the right side, so he's coming to my side. So he drives the ball to his left side, to me, does a little Euro. I guard him. He goes up. I'm thinking he's about to shoot it, so I jump up, and next thing I know, he passes it to the corner. As he's passing it, it's one second left, and you know how to, it goes from one to point nine, point mm-hmm. eight. Yep. So it's going down. The dude catches it and just throws it up. Now, where we're at on the end of the court, we right by their student section. Their student section was right behind the goal. Love so, gyms like that. That's that's a turn jam when, when the actually, students are under the right. Right, under the goal. Yeah, right. that's big. Scratch time. that. I lied. We's we was up by two. We was up by two. He catches it, shoots a three, balls in the air. The shot clock goes off. Game's over, but the ball's still in the air. Mm-hmm. Ball goes through the net. Student section runs on the court. I'm looking at at my coach like, no way. We just lost on that shot. Students running the court, dudes in my face. You just lost, LJ. You overrated, yada yada. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm pissed. Then I see the refs blowing their whistle, pushing everybody off the court. His foot was on the line. Foot was on the line. Oh so I'm my like, okay, goodness. okay. We going to overtime. I'm like, all right, but go to overtime. I start killing. Next thing I know, I think it's a tie game. Four seconds left. They shoot it. I get the rebound. Drive it the length of the court. Three, two. As it hit one, I go up for a layup, get fouled. I missed the layup, but I go to the free throw line. Yes, it's like point five seconds. So now I'm on my our end of the court where our student section is. They behind our our goal. I'm doing the little uh the little hand. Right, right. So yeah. all I gotta do is hit one, it's over with. Like the er- Everything hands. quiet. Everybody looking at me. I you know, I'm ninety percent free throw shooter at the time, so I, I take my time, shoot it, hit the first one, bucket. You know, everybody screaming at student section going crazy, they lining up. Ready to jump on the court. I hit the second one, turn around, look at the other team's student section. Time goes off on the clock. My student section run the court. Fans run the court. That was that was probably my best nah, that's memory. That's big bro. time. That's 
That's big yeah, time. Was, yeah, that was the best one for sure in high school. That's and then time. college, I'm going to say probably my first my first conference championship with Belmont. Um, so you won two or one? You I won, won two. You won two? I did not back know to that. Back, yeah, that's back bad, to back, yeah. That's bad stats by the interviewer here. No, I'm sorry. Good. It was back to back. One won last year and then the year before. Back to back is big time. Right. A very good conference. So the first one was against the team that had beat us my sophomore year in the conference championship. Who's that team? Emmanuel College Emmanuel. in Georgia. Great school. Great school. Great, great school. Coach, great great coach, coach. Great players. And they used to always play us tough. My sophomore year, they beat us. So junior year, we go back. Um, there was a there was a break because of COVID. So then the next year, we go back there. Same spot we lost my sophomore year. We go and beat them. I think I had like 14. And, you know, I was amped up that game. I was talking smack. I was Every time I had a three, I'm looking at the bench talking crazy so we beat them on their home court cut down their nets and uh yeah that was probably that and then beating louisville probably tied yeah louisville's gotta be up I mean, there I would, I would being agree. a power five school that's yeah. that's crazy you can't I, I mean i didn't expect that to happen at all i'm looking up at the score like dang we just won mm-hmm. it, it was crazy it was surreal so yeah that's that's definitely the only thing about louisville is i wish the stands would have been a little more packed oh for sure yeah if yeah. the stands was packed i oh, think yeah. i think they obviously play they have a right. little more momentum they but might did go. you notice like whenever something would happen and everybody would gasp it's like you would feel it you would like, like, everybody and yeah. you would just feel it I'm we like, took man, the air like, crazy yeah we really yeah. took the air out the building right legit. Like, people legit. was like oh my goodness right it was it twitter was great cra- I, I remember twitter very well twitter was jumping yeah, twitter was so going. crazy we was, we was famous for a split second we was sure. we was it was very it was a fun time. Mm-hmm. High school wise, I would say Louisville is probably my best college memory. I mean, it's been a short, right, you know, right. twenty five games year, for yeah. me. But beating LMU was big time for me. I played a good mm-hmm. game against them. So that did. was fun. But high school wise, um, I'm trying to think, memory wise. So I went to a prep school and a public school. I'm gonna just give them. I love Moravian Prep. Moravian Prep was the was the reason I am who I am today, mm-hmm. Coach Ellis. But right. I will give a, a a Grundy High School story because okay. it kind of relates to your free throw story. Okay. Okay. So we're playing a team. I go to a high school the year before. They were two and twenty-eight or something around there, five and twenty-five. Mm. The next year I go, we were thirty and two, lost in the state semifinals. That, none of that matters. But we're playing a team from Kentucky, so we were on like the Virginia, Virginia, Kentucky line. So we played some really good teams from Kentucky. Okay. Um, so we played them. They're up like, they're up a lot. We come back in the second half. It's at our place. We've never beat this team before. So team, it, people are excited in the gym. Obviously, mm. um, it's Virginia refs. I will say that. But, you know, I do a little step cross. Dude fouls me. Right. Know, we're down four with, like, 15 seconds. Dude fouls me. On a three and or a two? On a two. Okay. Like, no, a Euro step. Like, I was oh, on okay. the ground. So, you, it was double you. bonus, obviously. Right, and right. he complains to the ref, you know, that's BS. That's right. a terrible foul. Teed him. Ooh. So, nobody's, you know, on a tee, nobody's at the line. Right. So, it's like practice. I got to make all four. Mm. Oh, so, that's right, because you got the foul free throws yes, and then the tag the, free throws. The, yeah, the, yeah, double bonus, and then you got. So, I'm ner- so nervous. Mm. So, I get up more of the story, hit one, hit two, hit three, hit the fourth, and the craziest thing is, um, hit the fourth. I did lie. We was down six. So I hit four. I hit all four. Uh-huh. We get the ball back. Right. I come down in and out cross layup. We okay. go to overtime, eventually win the game. But oh, so you got I the icy veins. I see you. Uh, I used to. I think I'm losing a little bit. Nah, but <laughs> definitely got it. I think it's really it's really like shooting free throws when nobody's down there because yeah, you know you're the best free throw shooter on the team. You can't miss one either. And you cannot miss one. Yeah. And the coach is putting his full trust. Go 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 in the game. I mm. love when coaches say that. Go in the game. Right. So, but yeah, college wise, it's tons be. of confidence given to you by the coach right there. It's got to be. Yeah. A senior night was a fun night for me. Um, 
seeing everybody's families come out. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's family getting getting to see everybody's meet everybody's family. See Jalen's a little girl. That was right. that was, yeah, that that was, was big. That was really yeah. cool. It wasn't even a basketball game. So that we was, had a great. That was we more than basketball right there. Yeah, we had a lot of great memories. I would say. Yeah, we definitely. As did. a team, you know, it's been a fun year. So, I think I know this answer from you, but favorite basketball player to look up to, and who do you model your game after? To look up to. I mean, you could you could you could wrap them in the same realm. You could do whatever you need to do. If I think you know both these answers, you, you know who I look up to. I, I do. He, he's I do. sitting there on the wall right now, <laughs> and do. that 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 boy is different. If y'all know, I'm talking about Michael Jeffrey Jordan, and the goat, the goat himself. I mean, watching like growing up, my dad was was a big Mike guy, so my dad had VHS tapes like song. Air Jordan. Um, what's the other one? Some some other one. Like like Mike, some mm-hmm. other stuff. So I would watch those when I'm like six, seven. I'm like, man, like Mike is is his dude's different. And my dad was telling me stories about watching him dominate and whatnot. And then, you know, I would look at his numbers, his accolades, all that. I was like, man, this man's different. And then I saw the last dance, bro. And I was just like it took my if you have not watched the go last, watch sorry that. to interrupt you. If you have not watched the last dance, after probably, this podcast, go watch <laughs> it. Whatever you're doing at that moment in time, stop it. Look. Go to your room, put on the last dance. I think it's probably top five most influential movies, top five most influential documentaries you could watch that, sure. that are out right now. I, I would sure. have to say that. I mean, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, man, like I didn't think LeBron was better than him. I thought it was a gap, and once I saw that, the gap just widened. Very much so. Like, this so. man is different. Very when, much so. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give y'all a little spoiler real quick. So my bad, but I just gotta say it. If you are making up scenarios in your head that are not true to piss yourself off to give yourself a competitive advantage, and you actually believe the lie you're telling yourself, you got you different. I would like, say I've tried that method. I've like, tried, and it's very hard to do. What you gotta psych yourself out? If you have to look at somebody and be like, dang. You know, like he he told me he he was gonna give me forty next yeah, nice game. Yeah. Well, you know he ain't say nothing to you, and you're saying it so much that you believe it. And you're pissed off in your yes. mind. You're sick. Very I don't want to so. like. That's a player. I'm not gonna be afraid to play nobody, but I might just be a little hesitant to talk smack to him. The greats, and I think him him definitely because he kind of proved the path. The greats are so self motivated. Right, yes. Kobe Bryant's a great example as well. Great I, I would example. say LeBron's probably a good example. He is in his own right. Yeah. Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant are so self-motivated. And that is a superpower, I believe. Self-motivation, self-awareness is a superpower. But they're so self-motivated. You can do any like anything they're doing. Hey, hey Kobe, uh, man, go, go change the oil in that car. Go chop that tree down. Best at, best at it in the world. I mean, so seeing that, I mean, seeing his dominance on a night-to-night basis, I mean, the fear he put in other people, I just love to see it. It's just, I love greatness and dominance. So that's why he's my GOAT. And the player I emulate my game after is obviously Steph Curry, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we play a lot similar, our, our games are predicated off of our shots. Like, we're not ultra like In basketball, like, you got guards are super quick, super athletic. We're not super. We're more athletic than the, the average person. But as far as basketball standards, we're not, like, oh, super athletic. Mm-hmm. I would agree. So watching him, how he uses angles, how he uses his mind, pump fakes, how he uses quick release. You know, like I, I love I love him because I play a lot like him. Obviously, I can't shoot as well as him. That's the goal one day, hopefully. But you know, that's just that's my boy. I love I love studying his game because I can take things from his game and implement them to mine. 
just because it happened today. And I saw a TikTok about it, and we lifted together today. Steph Curry is a very strong guy. Very strong. He was oh calf gosh. raising, or he was uh, split squatting, so, you know, leg up on the, same kind of thing you were doing today, mm-hmm. leg up on the bench, right. 225. Ooh. So, if he does that, you know, he got to be squatting 500. But yeah. I was going to say that. Back to the working hard thing, LJ McCoy about ended my career in the <laughs> weight room today. No, man. We, we went in there, I said, oh, I got 45 minutes, I'm going to go get some shots up. Um, he was in there for what? An hour two, and a half? Two hours. Hour and 45. Yeah. I'm like, ew, I'm done. No, you got eight reps. I'm done, ew. You got eight reps, so. Yeah, he was killing those Nordic. Was a Nordic? Uh, yeah, it was big time. Yeah, it was, it was, was a fun day. Those. It was a fun day in the way around, I would say. But we're going to be feeling it tomorrow. <laughs> nah, we're going to be hurting tomorrow. Sure. I got I to gotta go shoot, though. I can't. We got I can't. to. Um, so I was into a podcast last night. Mm-hmm. Shout out um, Strong by Science, guys. But today we live in kind of a highlight culture. So yes, for sure. A lot of people um, predicate predicate their basketball skills off highlights you know mm-hmm. highlight plays right. a lot of guys, a lot of kids these days i would say only watch hoop mix like they watch mixtapes you know right. they're going to watch highlights and right, they're trying right. to watch the full game what do you think about that and what do you think that is doing to our game um you think I, it's, I mean it's probably a neg- it's a negative thing in my eyes i think it'd be a positive thing too because more people have access to the game because you know more pe- highlights are are very you know, yeah you need them especially mm-hmm. if you're trying to get like offers yeah, they're, they're to college too. or high school mm-hmm. but i think a lot of times kids they take somebody's highlights and kind of compare their game to that like oh, okay he's doing all these flashy stuff i'm gonna do these i'm gonna work on this flashy stuff yep not seeing that he's just hitting the wide open three hitting the one dribble pull up hitting the one more like he's doing all these simple plays and then he might have one or two highlight plays in that whole game but you only see the highlight plays. And so in the summer, you're working on the highlight play, and you can't do a simple catch-and-shoot three yeah, or that's very pump fake, one dribble, pull-up. And he wondering, why am I I'm not getting offers? I'm doing the same highlight move he did. Yeah, but he, he averaging 25, only doing two highlight plays. Yeah, so the rest is, of his points yeah, come in 18 simple. Points is one dribble, pull-ups. Right. And, and then once you get to college, all that, you know, bag work, you know how it is. Like You got to be very, very, very good that's, to do that's that. One, that's, or your coach has to just right. say, go hoop. It's very rare to see somebody get in their bag, really, mm-hmm. in college, bro. It's, it's, everything is simple in college. Like, you go into the bucket. It's straight line drives, uh, wide open threes, one dribble pull-ups, one more. is like it's nothing fancy, no ISO work. It's very rare to see somebody get in their bag. Not not saying it's impossible, but it's just rare. So I'd say a lot of kids don't understand that, so they – they want to work on the bag all summer. That's all they're working on, not working on the simple stuff. But then again, it's good because a lot of kids who are good, who wouldn't get publicity if it wasn't for Instagram or Twitter, they can make a highlight tape and just put it out there. And Very the coach true. Be like, oh, this Very kid, he's got some talent. Very true. You know, I might go check him out. So I think there's a, there's a pros, there's pros and cons to it for sure. Uh, we just got to learn how to navigate that. But, yeah, that's, that's, that's my a very on That's that. the answer I was looking for. That's a very good answer. So. Why we just said, you know, highlight culture. You grew up in the real mixtape culture. I missed it Paul's by a couple life, years. Yes, I missed when it, it by, first came out. Yes, yeah. I missed it by a couple years. I think. But what is your all time? Two more questions. What is your all time favorite mixtape? <sighs> or you give me two or three. I'm gonna give you two of mine. Okay, I I give you the one that when I really was like, dang. Or you I just saw watched it over and over, like dude. In dude, high dude. school, I think I don't know if it's high school. It might be middle school. Seven Woods mixtape came out. <sighs> And he was 14. Yeah, that's a big time. Like, I'm talking about East Band, catching oops from almost the foul line. Like, I'm watching it like, are you kidding me? This dude is an alien. Like, 
and that wasn't now it's kind of common to see kids 14 yeah i would stuff. agree back then it then was like, it wasn't it wasn't as common bro I and agree. i thought we thought he was going to be the next mm-hmm. we thought he was be the next michael jordan yeah bro. we thought he was there girls too i mean it was crazy seeing what he did my mom was watching one day she was like hey you seen this, this boy saying. in south yeah. carolina yeah. i said oh yeah, yeah seven was yeah you, you late to the party ma we've been on him for a minute him um who else has some great mixtapes Shout out Trey Jefferson, Marcus Levette. They have some great mm, ones. Oh, man. I don't love the Marcus Levette one. You I don't, don't like that one? I don't know if he's lefty, right? Yeah, he's lefty. I don't know if it's because Crazy he's him. lefty and he just moves so, like, I'm just thinking in my head, I would never be able to do any of that stuff. Right, so. right. Yeah, for sure. Trey yeah. Jefferson was crazy, too. He started off. Ball's no, life. He was not so great. He was so nice, bro. What? I mean, you know it's crazy. The the mixtape start off, he do some insane acrobatic layup. Mm-hmm. Like take the ball from his head to his feet, throw it up and in. Yep. Look at the camera. This is what I do. Ball's life. And the beat drop. I said, Oh yeah, he are. He he different. My my all time favorite mixtape. Shout out Matt McClung. Matt McClung oh. had some tough ones because yeah, I'm a Virginia sure. guy too. He had some very, very, very tough ones, like just crazy dunks. Crazy dunks, I swear. And people didn't think he could hoop, and then he went and hooped. So shout out Matt. He's McClung. hooping right now. He's doing his thing now too. I mean, the dunk contest helped him, but he was good before it. He like, was, I would agree. Yeah. He was very good at um, Texas Tech. He had a great year at Texas he had a, Tech. Yeah, he was good at Georgetown too. He was. He was, he was balling. He was. But so, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if you know who this is, but viewers, listeners, I'm sorry, listeners. Please look up Trevor Dunbar. Oh, yeah. yeah Shifting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. He was, he was crazy. Oh, my goodness. He might be the quick. Oh, my. He's, I could watch this all day. He's different. Shout out Shift Team. I wanted For to sure. bring Shift Team back. I tried to do it in high school, but I don't, I'm don't. i not Shifty, so I just do the same move every right. time. So <laughs> nah, nah. I would get picked for real, but I wish I could bring it back. But shout out Shift Team. He had the little the little hand yeah, gestures, was, you know, two fingers together, the pinky and the, and the index finger up. For sure. I mean, he's my favorite of all time. Kill Car, Austin Rivers, they got some great ones, mm-hmm. too. They up there. Um, John Wall, obviously. Yeah, John Wall's very. Yeah, very they, good. they, and Corey John Sanders. Cooper. Corey Sanders too was a bad boy. Who? Corey Sanders. He was very he went good. Went to uh, I don't know if it Rutgers. was Rutgers. Rutgers yeah, yeah. bad boy. Yeah, very, he didn't have a great college career, but he was a great player. He overseas right now. Mm-hmm. I heard. Yep. Very good. Yep. I'm trying to think who else we missing. Oh, my boys that went to Westchester, my my high school, Quincy Miller. I, I do not. I, I'm, I have to look him up because I heard they were talking about him on a podcast last night, Ooh. and I was like, I do not know who that is. Man, six eleven guard. I'm talking about pink, pink, sidestep, green. I mean, he was bad boy, okay, bro. Kobe 6, White. 11. Kobe White. Oh, had Kobe a White was, yeah. Yeah, Kobe he was White. faster than lightning. He just run and by could shoot it. Yeah. And had a rash. Burner. You didn't know what to do against him. Burner. You back up, three in your face. You press up, dunking on you, blowing by. Blake Harris, North Carolina guy, very mm. good mixtape as well. I played with him in top 80. Yeah, he, 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 he did go. a rondo, dunked on my big man, something crazy. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is what we on. This is what he on. Yeah. All right. That's, that dude could go. I'm trying to think who else we missing. If we missing anybody, I mean, there's so many good ones. So Zion, many, you got to put Zion in there because he's stupid oh, yeah, athletic. Yeah. Um, who's the dude that played played for the Hornets? Went to uh, Huntington Prep. Oh, I can't like his name. Dennis? No, his name. Big light skinned dude. Oh my goodness. He had Miles Bridges had 35 oh, on Oak Hill one time. 35 yeah, and yeah. beat them by himself. Mm. You ever seen Dwayne Bacon? The, oh my god. That's an automatic. That's a bucket right there. The dude that went to Old Miss that played at Oak Hill, too. Oh my goodness. The white boy? No. He, I'm trying to remember what he looked like. No, he went to Old Miss. Oh my goodness. He played a year or two. Devontae Schuler. Mm, oh my mm. goodness. Yeah, he was, mm, he was also problem. so nice. So, so, yeah. 
that that bar's life era was different, bro. I miss it. Like the hoop state. If you go back, I mean, that was kind of like Carolina. You, I don't think North Carolina's the hoop state anymore. And you know, I'm from North Carolina, and I want to rep my mm-hmm. my state. But I just I claim gotta North keep Carolina it real. too. I've been here for years. I claim. I it don't too. think it's the hoop state anymore. But when I was coming up, it for sure was. What do you it, think the hoop state? were? not the hoop state or the hoop area. I think DMV has a great argument. Yeah, they have a great. But I mean, Texas has a very a very good argument nowadays. So they're so big, though. Mm-hmm. I think you got to go like pound for pound. I think the DMV has to is probably going to win yeah, that argument. Yeah, I talk. think so too. They got some cats out west too. Don't sleep. <laughs> yeah, on California, Jerry sure. McCain, yeah. Caleb Foster. He a Charlotte guy, but he, you know, they got some dudes out right, there too. Right. I think anywhere, California's definitely got to have respect in that conversation. But last question, I you know we've been talking. I'll let you go. What are your career goals? Um, so I would say the big thing for me is we're not just basketball players, right? We we need to affect people outside of the game. Mm-hmm. Like that's the real as a human being, obviously you're a man of God. Right. Um as a human being we're trying to affect people in a positive way outside of the game. So right, right. what can basketball do for you to help you affect the most people? It's kind of our goal as basketball players, I feel like. Right. So, right. you know, I know you want to play pro ball, yeah. but after that what what do you kinda of wanna do, like career goals? Well I know I know you wanna might what I know your career, you were going to affect the most people in a positive way. So I was going to, if you do, you want to coach, right? Um, do you um, want to do what your parents do. I don't know what your parents do, but do you want to do what your parents do? I see that. Um, coaching, you know how I feel about that. I think the highest level I go is high school, mm-hmm. just for for personal reasons. Um, but I'd rather be honestly, if I was to do anything, I I could see myself maybe doing some training because mm-hmm. I'm better one on one. You know, what I mean, individual players watching people's film breaking it down because i do that now in my own game seeing what works for other guys you know maybe you know this footwork this handle something, something like that so i think basketball gonna open doors for me to do that um you know i'm not just a hooper it's what i do it's not who i am but um i, I think it'll open a lot of doors for me um just to to, to navigate to mentor young kids uh whenever i'm done give back to the game kind of how i it gave me a way out. My dad always told me, you know, I can't, I can't pay for your college. So either you go That's powerful. to the military after yeah. high school or get a scholarship. That's powerful. So if it weren't for hoop, I'd be overseas somewhere with a rifle in my hands. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so it's like I'm sorry for laughing. No, you could. <laughs> it's, it's real though. Like you know what I mean? Like so, you know, I wanna, I wanna give back to kids. You know, you know, basketball could be your way out of, of these slums of, of this bad situation. Like. If you do what you're supposed to do, and you know you got to be blessed to a certain extent, you yeah, know, I would like, agree because everybody's trying to make it over to the NBA nowadays. Like you got to have some favor from the Lord up above, but you know if you work hard and, and you keep your head straight, you know this game could take you places you never imagined, bro. So I think that's what I would I would do for sure. Sorry, I just banking off that last question. What would be your dream country to play in if you could go play in any country? I know you've been kind of researching leagues recently. Would you go That's to you know South question. America, Europe, Australia? Is making some, they're making some money in Australia. I'm okay. not gonna lie. I want to go to Europe. Europe. Europe so bad. Anywhere in Europe, I just want to be in. Europe is like bad. the dream is Euro League. Yeah, I would yeah, agree. That's the dream. I like, think the highest paying leagues are what Euro League and, and the Australian NBL. And then I think the Asian League. Yeah, because um, yeah. What are their names? James Michael McAdoo, Ryan Kelly. I listen to their podcast. Really good podcast. Mm. They both they play in Japan on the same team. And oh, I think yeah. they make decent money. So okay, yeah. Yeah, but right now the ultimate goal is Euro League one day. You know, work my way up through the ranks. Um, but them boys is good in Euro League. People be good. sleeping. People people are not aware yeah. of how good players. Them dudes are in the Euro League, they all all the Americans over there was in the NBA for a little quick yes. stint. 
Yes. So you basically got ex NBA players in mm-hmm. the Euro League, and the court is smaller. There's no difference right. of three seconds. The you not the game's different over there. It's more ball movement, um, not as much isolation. So it's it's a little different. You gotta be able to shoot. It's they say it's more physical. Uh, yeah, they do say that I, it's defensively. Hard. And everything. Yeah, yeah, I would say I don't know how that's possible for right. the league, but but hey, you know you got a seven footer sitting in the paint. No three seconds defensively. Got to have a floater. Can't right. get to the rim. Right. Got to have a. So. so so we'll see, man. You know, yeah, pray you know, about we'll it. Watching. Work hard. Y'all got to keep up with my boy LJ. LJ, appreciate that, man. I respect you a lot, man. You're probably. I mean, I play with. I played with a new team, Raven. You know, all four years right. I played with two different high school teams. But you know, you're top five and one of my teammates, and you've helped me a lot I this year. That, so man. that's why I asked you to come on here first. Yeah, you know, first. Inaugural podcast, bro. The first ones. <laughs> yeah, man. I really appreciate up, you. But um, thank you guys for coming to the Overachieving Podcast. Thank you to LJ. Please thank keep you, up with bro. LJ. He's going to be a great a great dude overseas. But he's just a great person, and I think that's the biggest thing. Basketball. In basketball, you have to use basketball to influence other people and to be in better mm-hmm. people. I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. So um, mm-hmm. just thank you. Um, please share the episode, and uh, LJ's Instagram will be in the description and all that. So if you want to reach out to him ask him any questions, you can do that. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm.